Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we have Tasha Smith. Tasha, you're the founder and CEO of Emerge Sales Training. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. I'm super excited to be here. So a quick overview of, of what Emerge Sales Training does. Uh, so what we do is we really teach the business skills to leaders in the network marketing industry. A lot mm-hmm. of people will go into network marketing. They love the products. They find out, okay, this could be a real business or people that make real money. But it's often um, they don't have the sales, the leadership, the business experience. So when someone's in network marketing, in order to earn full-time income levels, you're the VP of sales, you're the VP of recruiting, you're the VP of leadership training and development, you're the VP of marketing, and most people don't have, and the CFO and the CEO, right? Like all those roles that all entrepreneurs have. Um, and you know, those core business skills are not something that they have exposure to. A lot of our clients are ex professionals or really superstars in their previous careers. And they're like, Mm -hmm. where's my manual? (laughs) What do I do to replace this, um, full-time income? And so those are the folks we really work with the ones that, uh, want to create a sustainable full-time business income. Uh, and so my background is in uh, direct sales. You, I used to sell knives uh, when I was in college mm-hmm. and in post-college. I worked as a corporate recruiter, corporate sales trainer, and manager. And so I've kind of had this like breadth of experience that um, you know positions us uniquely to be able to serve this audience from a customer perspective, but also from a businessy perspective. Yeah. Well, no joke, your, your company does pretty well. Would you mind sharing a little bit about the success you've experienced over the past number of years? Sure. So I, I shared with Josh um, that uh, we've done $3.7 million in sales in four and a half years, but I assume that there's a story to that yeah. um, when it comes to scaling and growing. Like, I would not wish that growth on my worst enemy. Yeah. Um, So for context, like how it all rolls out is we did, I quit my job. I had two clients paying me $200 each and then realized that if I was going to make a move, I I wasn't going to be able to keep my full-time corporate sales manager job. So I was tinkering around, always wanted to teach entrepreneurs how to sell like really smart people, but they just like, if you're an accountant or a CPA or whoever, like you, that's your, deal, right? You don't know how to sell. And if you don't sell your services, you have no money. And uh, I quit my job and we did 80 grand that first year for, I think it was like 45,000 profit, which is pretty solid for first year, right? Um, And the next year we did 1.4 million. And that's what I would not wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. It caused so many, I mean, so many scaling mistakes, Josh. Yeah. 
that costs so much money in the long run. Um, and I feel so like that would be people, really helpful. I, I think a lot of people, you know, who haven't experienced that level of growth don't really, might not understand. Like, you know, it, it's, you know, it's it probably a lot of like spinning plates, plate starts crashing, and then you're like, oh, crap. Um, but but what what are some of the challenges that you experienced in that growth? Right, so... Because it sounds fun. It sounds it fun. Sounds like, great. Look, look and, you at know, all this cash so, coming in. Yes. I mean, our profit levels that first year were amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we donated more than I used to make, like for context. Yep. But also I had dehabilitating imposter syndrome, a horrible autoimmune response that had me on steroid shots. Yeah. And constantly like, are we going to be able to outsell this? And here's when I was thinking about this podcast, I think a lot of people, right? They're like, I'm successful in corporate America. The man has me down. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's right. Well, I believed when I created my company that if I found the best people ever, we would be able to take over the world. So what I did when things started growing, so what happened was the word of mouth, the results we got were uncanny in the industry, like three times um, people had like were really struggling had three times the, the success rate. And it was like, it was almost like Tasha was Jesus <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for these people. And so the word of mouth spread so quickly and we got just jammed. And I was like, I can't keep up. And I remembered my belief, the best people ever, we will be able to take over the world. So I went back to all my people and I said, I'm ready. Here are our numbers. Come on board full time. Let's do this. And I tried to scale through people, which in corporate America makes sense, right? When I was a sales manager, I was like, find the best people and you'll do great. Well, what I didn't realize is that in corporate America, the systems already were in place. So I just needed to plug in the best people. And what I did not do, and I don't even know if I could go back and redo it because I don't know if I would have been able to, but I didn't build the systems, right? To, I, we have to, I think now I believe that we have to build the system first before we add the people. And I think that most people know that, but I wouldn't listen to my coach because I was so like, I had this this thing in my head, this dream, but it was too premature for my business. Other issues is I didn't realize what my superpower was. Uh, I thought a little too little of my abilities. And so I thought they were so easily duplicated intuitively and they weren't. Um, Mm. But that was probably the biggest thing that I didn't, um, that was probably the biggest mistake in scaling. And so the next year we had this huge overhead right? 1.2 million in sales. Again, amazing. 1.2 million in expenses. Yeah. Right. So that was, so then, you know, my business partner and I, she can't, well, that was the other problem, right? Like I didn't hire my other half early enough. Like it was after all the stuff and that's kind of a different story for a longer podcast, but then we started, right. I needed someone that could see the things I couldn't see. So we started fixing and like purposefully shrunk to scale Um, And it's been way more profitable, way more joyful, way more like methodical and, you know, the thoughtful entrepreneur versus the like kamikaze (laughs) pilot. Yeah. That's like willing to die for the mission, which I think all entrepreneurs are. I just had this conversation earlier this morning, right? We're all willing to kamikaze in and die for the mission, but we don't have to. 
Right, right. So, Tasha, um, you know, so one question I have, you know, just, you know, culturally within network marketing, I wonder if this comes up where people say, well, wait a minute, if I go into network marketing, the company is going to provide all the training. I don't need my own training. Yeah, so they don't really. So the company, they're designed to, to spread word of mouth. I think it's really important that people understand the different roles. Um, so you have the upline, right? The person that sponsored mm-hmm. you, you have the company, and then there's people like me. Well, the upline's job is to be good role models, to recruit, build, maximize their own compensation plan, of which a portion of that is to coach and mentor, but it's a portion of their job, right? Then there's corporate who they're going to have simple systems, right? Their job is product development, product delivery, customer service, legal, there's the infrastructure. That's what corporate's job is. And they're going to host the big things like convention and they're in charge of vision. But when it comes to like the way the compensation is set up, it's set up as independent contractors, which means you are in fact either, right, just contributing to the big engine through word of mouth. But if you want to earn a sustainable income, you are a full out entrepreneur, And I think that puts you in a different category. So the companies typically does a really great job with people that want to pay for their products with their income, right? That's what the company's designed to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, The responsibility of a full-time income or even like two, three, four thousand dollars in profit, that falls on the actual entrepreneur. And I think that's really important. Like the company's job, in my job, and probably in your job. I am the product. I create the product. I distribute the product. I protect the product, all those things, right? Customer mm-hmm. service, all that. Um, the corporate side, they take care of, is there a need? Is there a market, right? Like all of those product development pieces. So the entrepreneur doesn't have to, but it does not abdicate them from the responsibility of sales, recruiting, and all that. Um, and they're, they're dealing with such a high volume of people that it's all, it's impossible to mentor really. Like, uh, when I was a, the way our structure was when I was a Cutco manager is it was like a one to six or seven ratio. Like it was set up mm. like a corporation, not, it's not multi-level marketing, but it was direct sales. And so I had weekly calls or weekly meetings with my person and we were trained like sales managers, Well, that's not how network marketing is set up because you have so many varying goals. Some people are like, I want to just earn $500 or I want to work part-time. And some people are really like full-time and depending on what your sponsor is doing, that's going to impact your development. So Tasha, when I'm chatting with you, like I get like this, just kind of a, just chill vibe from you, you know, kind of mild mannered. You know, I think that if someone, you know, if you and I were to chat for a minute or two, and then someone would say, man, do you know who Tasha is? She's like a gangster when it comes to sales. I'd be like, what? Really? Because, you know, I think some of us think that, you know, in order to be just amazing at sales, you got to be like this, you know, hardcore schmoozer or like you're just, you know, maybe a, you know, a little bit more manipulative Mm -hmm. and like, you know, all the moves on the chessboard and, you know, everything for you is all about closing the sale and sort of thing. Um, But I don't get that from you. And so I'm really interested in learning, you know, what makes 
either from a personality standpoint or, you know, maybe it's the hard or soft skills, but what makes someone um, amazing at sales today? Yeah, so there's a, that's a great question, Josh. There's a lot of research that shows that the, the, the image that you portray, they're actually less effective, but there's yeah. a cultural, so Daniel Pink did this research, um, and there's a stereotype that that's what's effective, and so that's what people hire. So there's an influx of extra extroverts out mm-hmm. there, but they're actually not very effective. So the type of person that's effective is the person who has processes that are predictable, right? So that there's a predictable flow and, you know, they listen first and speak second, right? If you look in any business wisdom, they're going to say, listen first, speak second. And um, there there is no training, research, anything that says that's how you should be. Like there's anywhere. And so when I look at my mild man of nature, that's pretty funny. There's a couple of things that it comes from. First, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Teddy Roosevelt, everybody can finish that quote, but do we live it and do we prove it? So when we sit down with people, are we, are we doing like one of the the talks I do, the signature talks is how to make the sales process enjoyable. Hmm. People are like enjoyable. How can a sales process be enjoyable? Well, it has to be. Because people only buy when they're in a place of hope and optimism. And so we have to reverse engineer and say, well, what is it makes it unenjoyable? And it's all of those things that you mentioned. And so what I do, and I work with my clients really hard on, is to make sure that their good humanness shines through with skill. So I'm sure you can tell I'm kind of an intellectual type. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do a ton of behavioral research, psychology research. And so all those tricks you're talking about, I know them all. But I believe we should use them for good and not evil. And so it's really important that we ask questions. We tell be transparent. Here's exactly what I'm going to go over. Here's how long it's going to take. If you want to get it, great. If not, no big deal. Now, that's a psychological trigger for agency. You know that. I know that. But it's also the right thing to do, right? Asking questions about the goals, right? These basics are so important because we need to make Mm -hmm. customers feel safe, loved, and cared for. Um, not convinced. And what I noticed is I've never once worked with a client who says, I want to sell something to someone who doesn't need it. (laughs) Right. But they all are worried about coming across salesy and pushy. And I really believe that it's training. It's your ability to acknowledge the awkward instead of steamroll right past it to Mm. be able to say, this is weird. We just met, but you mentioned this thing and this is what I do for my business. And I would be like inauthentic if I didn't offer you an opportunity to just talk about. And if you don't want to, I get it right. It's the, it's the completion of the thought that we often leave off that makes things salesy, like a lack of transparency. And so, um, in my personality, isn't a hype person. I'm not a hype person. Um, but we know how to sell a lot. We know how to lead a lot. I, a lot of people ask me, why don't you run a network marketing business? That's a big question. If you know all these things. Right. And, um, I just respond, I believe in sales training and leadership training with the same level of gusto that you all believe in your products. Right. And so I can serve you so much better, right. As an asterisk in your biography than as the headline. And so I work with people that, you know, secretly, quietly, right in the shadows, work with these people that 
have teams of thousands and thousands and thousands of people, right, to help them be better leaders and, you know, cascade my impact that way. And most of the people that you're describing, like the high woo types, we actually work to, to channel that a little bit. Like, it's like Cyclops, right? You know, X-Men, Josh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Cyclops, before he got his helmet, he had this powerful laser beam and it was like shooting all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. He's killing everybody. And Professor X was like, here, have a helmet. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he could switch, right? Turn it on and turn it off and be more focused. And that's no. what I do. And that's what I believe sales needs to be is it's not about spewing out all your red lasers everywhere and seeing what you hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about that control and precision to really, you know, toward the greater good. Sure, sure. All right. So, um, so Tasha, how do you normally engage with people then? Um, do you, I would imagine, like what levels, I mean, if someone says, listen, you know, um, you know, I'm right on that cusp of earning really great full-time money. I need to get over that edge. Like how do you engage with that person and, and, uh, financially as well? Like what, what typical rates do you work or do you have packages? How does that work? Sure. So, um, I don't know when this is going live. So right now, um, I have, I take about 10 clients at a time. So mm-hmm. as you know, in the coaching business, right, rates tend to increases, supply decreases. So yep. if someone's making, I mean, probably like six to 8,000 or up in income, um, one-on-one coaching is probably the right fit to build all their systems and processes and, and such. Um, and those packages will range anywhere from $1,200 a month on up, depending on frequency of time and mm-hmm. things like that. For people that desire to have a business, we believe that if you need to learn how to sell in order to feed your family, we're going to step alongside you. So we have a membership right now. Um, We actually, for podcast listeners, we give them a free couple weeks without even a credit card just to see if it's a good fit, if that's appropriate. Um, Right now, it's we're still in our first year of running it. So it's just 50 bucks a month which is crazy. It's like $2,500 worth of training in there. We used to sell them in nine week increments. Now it's in there. Um, and then that'll change over time as we fine tune it. Uh, but that's what it is right now. And so those are the two best options. There's a middle option in there. We'll do six week masterminds, um, that tend to be in the four to $600 range, just depending on length and topic. All right. Well, Tasha Smith, you're the founder and CEO of Emerge Sales Training on the web at emergesalestraining.com. So right on your website here, I see where you've got a free ebook. Uh, I see you've got a free social media class as well that you offer. So those would probably be a great place for folks to start. Uh, anything else that we missed? Uh, well, just if they want the two-week free trial, can yeah. I share them? Yeah, so you can just go to emergesalestraining.com slash test drive and um, you can get in there uh, with a free trial and, and check it out. Sounds great. All right, Tasha, thank you so much. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, 
We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.